It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. What is going on, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas? It is Thursday. Sorry, I almost said Wednesday. We're recording on Wednesday night. Thursday, June 27th, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Duffin' Up Podcast. My name is Brendan Monroe, and we are joined by... I can't do the one, the only, because Mike's not here this week. So we don't have the artist formerly known as Michael Adams, now known as Mikey C. He is he is unfortunately not here with us, but we do have on the great Timmy O'Reilly. Timmy, how are we doing? Good evening, everybody. Uh, what is going on? I was thinking about it. If uh, you know, I know how you say we have Duff and uh, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas, but like a gender neutral kind of name. Do we do we say Duff and Uppers? Uh, how do how are we going to uh, address them mm. as just like a, a general term for all of all of the people that listen? You know, this, this is twenty twenty three for us right now. We got to right. think about it. Um, I mean, we could just go duffers, but like, I feel like that's that's you know, I don't know if it's I I don't know I don't know. Well, we can put a pin in that and and think about it and let us know. Unless you have something, uh, people listening out there uh, who are more creative than than us, uh, please. Email Brendan and let him know. Mm. It's not as good as Chuchas, Chuchas and Chuchitas because Chuchas can be gender neutral. Chuchitas definitely not gender neutral, but Chuchas can be gender neutral. No, Jeff, and Jeff as- Chachos and Jeff Chachas. <laughs> Chachas. <laughs> and oh, as man. always, we we failed and we are late to introducing our third and final co-host. <laughs> We, we always i mean he just comes in now so like we don't even brian i guess you should just introduce yourself from now on <laughs> like i'm oh. brian yeah. i'm here too notice me notice me hello everyone this is brian i am here thanks for having me i, and, I guess got like that myself. ladies and gentlemen Je- oh oh okay we're back and just like that Brian just hit another 375 yard drive right down the middle of the fairway. So Brian, how are we doing tonight, bud? Terrific. I uh, just came off of a, went uh, the CFO, my company, Sean, shout out Sean, if he's listening, had, uh, had myself and and two other great guys, Dimitri and Marco. Um, We, the the four of us played in the Lexington golf club member guest uh, for July. Uh, And so just coming off and, and not, uh, not really my character, but I was lights out kind of on the part threes to the point where I actually won on the fifth hole, uh, the closest to the pin or nearest to the pin, as they called it there. And so that's why I'm sporting my nice Lexington Golf Club polo. That was the prize coming in at 10 feet and uh, 11 inches. Oh, no, sorry, 12 feet and 10 inches, um, which took the cake for closest to the pin, which was about... I think it was playing in at 150 yards over this pot bunker, which I guess allegedly the older crowd at this golf course hate that pot bunker because of the length and the the treachery that ensues from this pot bunker. But I placed it over, landed on the down slope, and bada bing, winner of the brand new polo from Lexington Golf Club. And it actually is hysterical because um, the other guy in our group, Marcos, his real name is Chris, but his last name is Marcos, something pretty long. And so uh, he goes by Marco. Um, he won the other closest to the pin and his was 10 inches. Uh, his actually was like 10 inches from 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 it. So he almost holed out on that and it was playing 90 yards 
on that second part three. So two, we brought home both closest to the pin um, for the guest side. And, uh, but our team as a whole came in dead last. Um, so kind of, kind of hilarious there. Um, it was a best ball. It was a best ball kind of uh, took the, the two best gross scores on the whole and then the cumulative of, of the team. And that put us in dead last, which is okay. We left a lot out there. Greens were lightning fast, um, but uh, it, it was a good time. As long as we did well and, and got, we both ended up getting free polos for close to the pin. So we didn't come out empty handed. The team did as a whole, kind of. And then two of us walked out with nice new polos. So uh, that's hysterical because his name is Marco and you want a polo. Um, but anyway. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Shoot. But it, are you talking Timbo. about uh, Timbo making funnies? I like yeah, it. Damn, I wish I could go back in time and make that joke. Damn, missed <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, if he's listening, Marco, please repeat after me, Marco, and then you say the uh, Polo. The yeah, there we go. We're playing in a oh, pool. Awesome. And he's a Rhode Island guy from Portsmouth. He's awesome. Yeah, he, he was picking my brain about podcasts and everything, and um, and he's never met anyone, so I know he's probably tuning in. Um, so shout out, shout out to him. Shout out awesome. Marco, you and Nancy Lee Monroe, the only ones that listen to the podcast, but that's okay. Yeah, I just, <laughs> was that Sean from the U S open that Sean? No, 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 no. Oh, different um, Sean. Yeah. Different Sean. Um, is yeah, this is a, a Vessin, Vessin guy, um, two gotcha. Vessin guys and, and Marco was, um, a guy who worked with them for, for some time at other companies. So, um, yeah, it was good, good squad. Um, happy to be here. Just got back. That's why I had to push back this start time of recording the pod, but happy to be happy to be here. Glad we made it work out. And um, the only reason I bring it up is because normally I'm the one that hits the ball far, but you boys got a little bit of a touch on the part threes today. I, I stuck them. Who to thunk? Get, get you a guy who does both. Power and finesse. Power and finesse. Was it paid for by the company? Big question. Uh, it was so it was paid for by Sean. He um he was the member at, at Lexington. Um oh, so nice um, he was the member, we were the guests. So well, shout, shout out, out to Sean. Shout yeah. out to him. And shout out to Bry Guy with some finesse. Usually mm-hmm. he's our just he's our power guy. So happy he's making those, happy he's getting those closest to the pin. It's usually my job. <laughs> yeah. It I just gotta get all, all aspects of the game clicking and what what nobody knows is that it was actually a 250 yard par three and and you know Bry guy came out and flicked his wiener and hit an eight iron right next to it. So <laughs> flicked his wiener. Um no, no wieners were flicked. Uh, yeah. Um but yeah. Oh, but speaking, I know you said earlier we we were you talked about how no one likes pot bunkers, and boy is that the case because Ladies and gentlemen, very good. Of all very, segues, good. very good, Brendan. <laughs> I do my best with these. I'm Brendan Segways, right? I'm almost like Mikey Segways. I'm not as good as Mikey Segways, but, but we're there. Um, how about this year's Open Championship, boys? I don't know about you. I watched a ton of it. It was, um, I mean, I loved that Brian Harmon won. It was the least exciting major of the year by by far. I would say uh, it was basically over by Saturday, you know, 11 a.m. our time. But when a lefty wins, I have to stand up and do a lefty happy dance. Mm-hmm. How, when when did he take the lead and, and just hold the lead? Was it Saturday? Friday. Was it Friday? No, Friday. So <laughs> he shot 
He was the in the second be- team for a So while. Tommy Fleetwood on Thursday went out. Homeboy. And I mean, Tommy Fleetwood just. Liv- yeah, Liverpool's own Tommy. <laughs> Liverpool's own Tommy Fleetwood goes out in first place. And that, uh, that, that random amateur, Christo Lambrecht or whatever his name is. Um, good guy, good, good player. Almost missed the cut though, which was hilarious. He went five under and then went eight over the next day and made the cut on the button. Um, but he and he and Tommy go out early in the morning. They both shoot really good rounds. Brian Harmon's afternoon shoots good round, goes out the next morning, shoots an even better round. And it was basically, you know, he went two under on on Saturday and it was it was over. As soon as as soon as you saw the weather for the upcoming weekend, you were like, "This it's going to be real tough for anyone to match this number." As long as Brian Harmon could at least maintain par throughout those next two uh, next two rounds with the incoming weather, um, foggy, rainy, windy, all that. I mean, it wasn't too bad on Saturday, but Sunday by by no. I mean, Sunday bad. is exact like minus the rain. I feel like Sunday is exactly what the RNA want for an open where it is windy. It is cold. It it is cloudy. It's just gray. Like it was just gr- you couldn't even you couldn't even see. Did you guys like the seventeenth hole? It was basically an infinity hole because it just like the green just went into the exit, and there was so much fog that just no one could see anything. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. The marine layer is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, you don't, it, I don't think they call it a marine layer over there. I think over yeah. there they call it just fog, like normal human beings. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are a very anti-marine layer. But, but let it be known, B man, you keep you kept Harmon in your your, your fantasy lineup because you I, had. I did, I did, but the problem oh. is I had three guys miss the cut, so Bobby, uh, you know, Bobby McIntyre. Yeah, no, Bobby McIntyre made it. Right, but did not play well. No, did not play well. Shane Lowry missed. I mean, I had the two lineups. So he was technically in Mike's lineup um, that I made for Mike. But I was keeping the winnings no matter what. But turns out, no no winnings. Zero, mm. zero winnings. Justin Rose missed the cut. Notables missing the cut. He missed mm. the cut. Tony um, Finau, who had never missed a cut at an Open Championship before, missed a cut. Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Colin Cowan missed the cut. Former Open champion. Uh, Max Homa, who misses the cut at basically every major, decided to do a top 10 this year. So, you know, great on him. And my favorite part, well, not my favorite part. I mean, one of the most exciting parts, and I wish there was, I wish it was closer coming down the stretch. Yeah, it was Brian Harmon deserves the victory. Obviously, we love seeing, and not that I was rooting against Brian Harmon, but I was like, can we just have him make a bogey or someone just go on a tear so we can, because can we talk about those last four holes? And Brennan, I know you'll like this. Not only do they finish on a par five, but they have two par fives in the last four holes. Talk about your opportunity Strokes for an gain. exciting finish. Strokes gaining. Right. Talk about your, your opportunity for an exciting finish. So you have like, three or four people like tied for the lead or, you know, within one stroke. I mean, and you have two par fives coming up. I mean, come on. And then a short little dinky par three, which was no walk in the park by any means, because it was, I mean, they made that thing for this tournament. So they, you know, they were going to make it tough. They were going to make it. What was it playing? Only like 150, 136 yards, 136 yards, shorter than the hole that Brian played today and won the polo at. Oh my God. Brian would, Brian could take the putter out at that point. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to get two polos for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers. That's crazy though. But um, 
but no no uh no shortage of of wind and 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 uh and i guess weather so i'm sure 137 was playing like uh, way way worse than than it looks sounds sounds great on paper but i don't know but no i i totally watched this as much as as i should have i mean with timing wise i, I tried tuning in during um during thursday friday tried having it on in the background um during the work day um it's really awful to listen to golf in in the background i don't know why it was just especially thursday just um in that sense where uh, there wasn't all too much action going on by the time our time around um but um by the time like when uh saturday sunday came around i was going down Rhode Island, going to the beaches and uh and just because brian uh brian Harmon being in the driver's seat i uh was like ah he's he's pretty much got it I'll, I'll i'll tune in if it gets a little bit more tied up but once i saw going into sunday he was up by like four or five strokes into it i was like it's it's his to lose at this point with with this impending weather and uh, who's saying it um jason day said it was like the most wet he's ever been on a golf course um which he also had kind of a weird quote where he was saying i'll be looking back on my deathbed and wishing to play in these days so i can't complain and kind of got a little deep there but um yeah it i mean it's it's uh happy for brian uh, it's a it's a win for the lefties and win for the brian's here uh big fan boy and brian the, bry guy if you were only a lefty too this would have been your week oh i would have yeah i, I would have went out and bought a lottery ticket for christ's yeah. sakes like I, <laughs> he would have completed my holy trinity it would be tiger woods sung jm and brian Harmon, but it's too bad. It's too bad. Harmon's not up there in the Trinity yet. That's, that's a hell of a Holy Trinity right there. I, I, <laughs> I don't think that's like, oh my goodness. You oh, might as well. Oh. One legend after the next, if you ask me. <laughs> and, and here's the thing too, is with, at least with Saturday. So there were, there was some drama on Saturday. I mean, not drama, but John Rom going out and shooting eight under and being like, oh my God, John, like John Rom is doing John Rom things. And it was setting up Sunday for a chase, at least. And then the rain runs in and the chase just, I mean, it was basically over before it began. You know, people did get up to, I think, eight under at one point. I think Sepp Straka got to eight under. Um, I think maybe Rom got to at least seven at one point, too. Cameron um, Young was uh, there, too. Mm. Cameron Young and then Rory. Yeah. Rory had a first, uh, his first five holes, Rory had three birdies, and it looked like he was going to go on a tear. Yes, um, it did. And then all of a sudden just plateaued and did not. I mean, like like he does, it, it's kind of something that he does. It, he was back at St. Andrews. He's just yeah. hitting every green in regulation and making pars. It's what he does. It, it, maybe he is that thing that Gonna the laptop that I'm talking on right that he is currently hitting uh a small ball with, or he just needs practice putting at going back to Rory. Um, I kind of got two points into that one statement, but either Rory practicing or Brian, I he is using the green, and I can't even knock it because he won the US, uh, the British Open. Boy, I'm telling you, I think I was just going in and out. I think my internet's bad. So we apologize to the listeners if Timbo just went in and out a couple times. Hopefully he didn't, but that's on Brian. me. That's not on Tim. He was probably making great points. Oh, Brian, did you hear me? Yeah, it was loud and clear. 
Perfect. Well, hopefully the recording picked it up. Yeah. Well, the only internet we need to not fail is. Oh, man. My, I know, right? The one, the one internet that needs to work and it's not working. Uh, how Brian Harmon won this, though, very easily, very simple. Uh, tweet out from the fried egg. There's over 80 bunkers at uh, Royal Liverpool, 80 pot bunkers. And boy, if you saw all of them, I mean, some of them are scary. Like you saw Rory with one foot out. You know, Scotty Scheffler had a couple of hits where he was one foot out. Brian Harmon, bunkers per day. Thursday, zero bunkers hit. Friday, two bunkers hit. Saturday, zero bunkers hit. Sunday, one bunker hit. So out of 360 bunkers, he hit three. That'll that's do how it. you win tournaments. That's how you win. That's that's how you win the open. It honestly is. If you guys remember a couple of years ago, I think it, I mean not a couple of years ago, it was when we were younger, but Tiger Woods, the the turn, I think it I forget where it was at. It might have been Royal Burkdale or it might have been Carnoustie. He hit three wood off of every single tee, and he did not have a single bunker where he went in. So all four days he did not go in a single bunker. That is how you win the open championship right there. Of course, man. Or keep, keep it out of bunkers. Keeping it out of bunkers. Um, you know who else played well, which is kind of a uh, surprising little thing that maybe it's a storyline to come. Uh, Alex Fitzpatrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick's brother. Um, pumped to see him out there. T17, uh, playing well. He was under par for most of his uh, British Open uh, four days. And I, I can you guys remember in recent memory uh, a possibly a uh, brotherly dynamic duo to come um, because if we can get them in the obviously not probably um, but imagine playing together in the Ryder Cup your brother oh, great <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, Brendan might have been cutting out, but I, mean, um, I keep cutting. There's something up. There's something up with the internets tonight here at Casa de Monroe. This is not good. Uh, <laughs> I think I know exactly what you were saying, though, Timbo. You were saying Ryder Cup, imagine the brother combination, uh, Francesco and Eduardo Molinari. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Thinking of the Cordas. The Cordas. Now, yep. But that um, that's Solheim Cup, but but we'll take it, Bry Guy. We'll take what, it. What about back in the day, Camilo Vajegas and his brother? I don't know if his brother ever played on tour, but his brother was caddying for him, and I guess he was filthy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if you guys also want to hear something very funny, so Brian Harmon's <laughs> caddy, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just get, I'm just scared to talk now because I'm I'm looking at your face. You can hear me. <laughs> I know, right? Tim, just keep smiling like that because I know like if you're going out, then then I'm like, uh-oh, he's he's going out. But <laughs> Brian Harmon's caddy, his name is Scott Tway. His brother, Bob Tway, and he used to caddy for Bob. Really? So, and also if you guys ever see him, like Scott Tway is like six four, six five, and Brian Harmon's five seven. So yes. it is an ultimate talls and smalls combination. Like it is, it is fantastic. It really, really is. It is, it is better than Tommy. Like, cause it, Tommy Fleetwood and his, and his caddy uh, Finn, like they are the same. It's a tall and small, but mm -mm. 
nope, nope. This one takes the cake by far and away. Yeah, it's almost. Can we say it's almost as good as Jim Furyk and Fluff though? Is there? They're no one's of, ever going to be as good as Jim Furyk cool. and Fluff. Like Fluff is just this like. He looks like he's an eighty-year-old guy who's maybe five feet, and Jim Ferris, what six foot two? I don't even know, but it, that's a great combo. Except flip flopped, obviously. Cat or golf or what? Um, fluff has yeah. the, they got to get fluff carries the little guy. He he they don't carry. He doesn't carry the big tour bags anymore. Jim Furyk now has smaller smaller bags just so fluff can carry it. It's unbelievable. It's like yeah. my favorite thing. Have you have you guys ever seen uh Remember the Titans? Um. I don't even know if you, but the whole time I'm, uh, you know, especially on f- Saturday night, I believe it was, I'm watching highlights of Brian Harmon. And all I can think of, remember the Titans when, uh, I think it was Coach Yokes or, I'm not sure who it was, but and he's like, this guy's five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and he is beating you all over the field. And I'm just thinking that's Brian Harmon right there. Well, that'd and, be uh, great. That would be great if it was remember the Titans, but it was Rudy. Because it's about Rudy. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. Oh, this is why we're a golf podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We can quote oh, Bagger Bands and we can, cro- can quote we the greatest that? game ever played. That? Oh, oh. That's best terrible. part. Best part is I've seen Rudy, haven't seen Remember the Titans, and I still didn't work. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. I'm gonna head out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's we good. may have to end the podcast anyways because apparently my internet no, my internet's fine. But, but I'm thinking I'm thinking of like the, the Francis we met and his caddy with the size difference. He's got the little little cutie of a caddy and mm-hmm. but it's the opposite. He does. What was yeah. his name? What was his name? Oh good. not Harry. Oh man. Not not Frankie. He's like, you're just gonna have to play better, Francis. <laughs> oh yeah, because he, he started calling him Mr. We Met to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We're just going to have to play. I'm going to look it up. The oh, greatest God. game. Why does the greatest showman come up first on Google? The greatest game ever played should come up. Eddie. Eddie Lowry. Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie Lowry. There we go. Became a multi-million dollar businessman after he was a, after he was a little caddy. Unbelievable. And I'm frozen. This is wonderful. Oh, I love it when my internet connection is unstable. It's so much fun, guys. If if it makes you feel better, better, Brendan, you haven't skipped once. Your motion, your picture hasn't skipped at all. Um, I know. On this, yeah. end, by, on this end, but I know, but that's because it's my internet that's fucking up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but boys, Brandon, we like- did. Um, obviously, we'll probably go. You know, the the four guys at T second, uh, Sepp Straka having a great year basically just punched his Ryder cup ticket for austria also hilarious yeah. because he moved to georgia when he was 10 and he has the thickest georgia accent of all time yes and yes. It, it's just great when you see his name and you see the flag next to his name and then you, he talks and you're just like you're 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 not you're not from austria <laughs> right but he didn't he move over here when he was very young 10 i think they were 10 or 12 something like that 10 and, and that, that southern draw bit him. That got him right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, when you're that young, like it's not like when you're six and you know nothing else, but like I think they were they were younger. His dad worked for Coca-Cola, I believe, or something like that. Makes sense. Um so yeah, he just like immediate like when you're engrossed in it down there, like you immediately pick it up. Oh yeah, and you're at that age, you just want to fit in as much as possible, I'm sure. Exactly. So, 
I I will say as well this year, boys, the Jason Day comeback is complete. Already won this year. T second here. It is great to see like a dude who we kind of, I mean, we were, we grew up, we were probably in our, our late teen, you know, mid to late teens at that point when he was really on his rise, but to see him really turn it around, like there's, there's nothing better. His swing is just, oh, unbelievable. Oh yeah. It's a- yeah. I mean, coming in like Nike, Nike guy, like head to toe. And, and that's, that was when when you start now and, and being successful, we were like, okay, if he's got the Nike logo on him coming off a of tiger, he's, He's gonna be great, and he was one. And then since the the vertigo, <laughs> since that vertigo, literally round. since the vertigo, like it's not even like, funny. Like he just got injury after injury after the vertigo. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy to see someone crumble like that, and and it's great to see him back. And and just uh, as as we know, this day and age, the the golf golf uh, golf world is so saturated and people winning. Like we've had a, a I mean, Brian Harmon win the Open, then we had. Um, see this is don't even remember the guy's name who won the u.s open like it's like those these names anybody it's anybody's game we don't have a dominant person in the game i mean scotty scheffler has been is he still world number one at the moment like i mean oh, yeah. scotty scheffler has been um been rising up there but he hasn't won anything specifically in, in in a little bit and so um it's anybody's game out there and and to see jason day still coming up and competing in in this super talented field of of golfers in this day and age um it's it's a a sneaky sneaky comeback story that that doesn't isn't talked about i agree wasn't he number number one in the world at one point uh, for a while like for a whole year basically right the year he won the pga championship or or Mm -hmm. um and then i also do love and and bry guy is correct we were we just got so used to not even really used to him, but uh, Scotty Scheffler has not won since the Players' Championship in March, and that feels like forever ago. Forever, right? Legitimately forever ago. And that, is that that when he started uh, World Number One, or he was before that? No, he started World Number One back last year. So remember when he went Fe- when he went Phoenix Open, Arnold yeah. Palmer Match Play yeah. Masters. Yeah, that's how he got to number one. Yeah, but then John Ron took over for a tad. Yes, uh, he did. And then, uh, and then um, Scotty Scheffler took over. Uh, Brian, another another comeback story that I don't want to brush over. Obviously, didn't play that well this week. But Ricky Fowler, we talked about it a little bit last week. Would Richard. love to get Rick. Yep, uh, would love to see Ricky and uh, Jason Day back there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Bre- Brendan, I'm sure you have the stat. What's Scotty Scheffler's impressive stat about top? fives or something in the last like um anyway they were showing some stat like- oh yeah he 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 has like i think it's not um he had i think it was something like 20 starts this year and he has something like 15 top tens That's like insane. it's insane this insane. was the first time this year he did not finish top five in a major as well so he finished 23rd at the u.s open he finished third at the PGA Championship, he finished tied for second. And at the Masters, he finished tied for 10th. And that was a backdoor T10. Like, he came in hard on the last day and played really well. Um, but he has only ever missed two cuts. Uh, Scotty Shuffler has only ever missed two cuts in uh, in majors. He missed the – or, sorry, he's missed three cuts. 
He missed the U.S. Open twice, once as an amateur, once as a professional. He's missed the PGA Championship once. And that was after he won the Masters. So, you know, you get a, you get a pass. We can't so, all be Brooks Kepka and just go out and, you know, do awesome in all the majors all the time. True, true. Brooks Kepka, another guy, started off the weekend hot, uh, started off the week hot in the British Open and then kind of fell off the map like everyone else. Sure did. One guy, I mean, in the battle of who's the better South Korean, Tom Kim did take the did take the victory again this week. Sorry about that, Brad guy. So, you know, Tom Kim still, re- me and Thomas the Tank Kim still, still representing pretty hard. Gotta love it. So the question I have for you guys is, uh, where do we go from here? Majors are over. Are we focused on the... Uh, the FedEx Cup, do we even care about the FedEx Cup or are we focused solely on Ryder Cup? You know, what are we going here? I think we're focused on uh, Justin Thomas trying to make the FedEx Cup playoffs because he is very much out of it right now. So, and if he does not make the FedEx Cup playoffs, I don't think, personal opinion, I don't think he should make the Ryder Cup team if he doesn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think that's a bare minimum. If you're going to make the Ryder Cup team, you have to finish in the top 75. Um. Even even as a captain's pick, like you even said. as a ca- captain's pick, you should be a top fifty player in the world. Which I'm not saying he's not, but that year on the PGA Tour, you should be a top fifty player. Um, I did just want to touch really quick right before we go there. Uh, the two Liverpool guys, Matthew Jordan, who is a um, who is a member at Royal Liverpool, and Tommy Fleetwood, who grew up dreaming of winning the Open at Royal Liverpool. Both finished in the top 10. They both finished tied for 10. So Matthew Jordan's a, a European tour player right now. He, uh, I believe this was his first me. I believe, I, I don't know if it was his first, but it was his second open championship. He got cut last year, but because he finished in the top 10, he gets the automatic invite back, which is really cool. That is cool. And I think he made about like, you know, $250,000 finishing. I mean, you just got to dream a little harder, buddy. You didn't win it, buddy. You got to dream a little harder. Come Come on. Dude, he's going to like that poor guy, man. Like finishing second to, to, I mean, I don't know how many times he has to finish second. Big T second. You you get into the World Golf Hall of Fame without winning a major. Do you have to have at least one? Yeah, Colin Montgomery is. Oh, so he was, he was, uh, he made an appearance. He was in the background of some of the broadcast. Hmm. Monty, Freddie, Freddie couples. He's in the golf hall of fame, right? He's only got one major. Well, what do you, he won the masters. I, <laughs> this I'm is messing. we, uh, we as a podcast have done Freddie couples very dirty. In the past. I, w- I was, uh, I was actually, uh, imagining okay. myself as Fred couples, uh, today because I have a golf golf glove tan line and, uh, oh, yeah. That's a boom, like, that's a boom boom masterpiece right there. Yeah, he, he that's why he he doesn't wear a glove. He doesn't like. We the we would like to apologize to Fred Couples because we, we there is no podcast that has done him more dirty than the Duff and Up podcast. When he was a Ryder Cup vice captain, I said he had never made a Ryder Cup team before. He had made six, and <laughs> Timbo just saying he's never won a major and he's won. No, no, no. If you, I don't know if I'm short short now, but you go back listen to this. You're gonna hear what I said. I said he's won one major, just yeah. like. Tom. Did, like so did I just make a huge deal out of nothing? No, 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 no. Because no. we did him dirty. I remember that exact day. Yes, we that did him bad. so dirty. That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Mr. Couples, Mr. Couples, we apologize if you're listening. But Colin Montgomery's never won a major. Colin Montgomery never won one, which is crazy. Thinking and about he's in it. He's the World Golf Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's won like 45 events in the European Tour. He's second ever to Seve Ballesteros. He's never won a major? Never won a major. He's won now. I think he won like three uh, Champions Tour majors, which again, don't count. Um, okay. Not in a bad way, but like, I mean, Steve, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they I, I can't even. They don't. I won't even sniff that. <laughs> no. Oh my. No, God. that's like no. They don't. That's like when they try and call the British PGA Championship the PGA Championship, and I'm like, no, that is the British PGA Championship. There's a lot less money in that one. <laughs> Other countries do that. They'll do like the the Portuguese Masters or the yeah. some the Australian Masters and things like that. They do have the Australian PGA, which does make, I mean, again, it's put on by the Australian PGA, so I get why it's called that, but it's just like, is it the PGA championship? No. You have to put it, you have to put that, that first. Um, As far as separation goes, Australian masters versus masters and Australian PGA versus our PGA or regular PGA. There's a, it's definitely closer mm -hmm. just as far as like prestige, but anyway. Anyway, Brendan, I like what you were alluding to. I can't wait to talk about Justin Thomas and his possibility of uh, not making the Ryder Cup team. Uh, the only argument is who the heck, and I have an answer for this too. Uh, I want you guys to guess who my answer is. Uh, obviously, you have the unstoppable duo that is Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Uh, Justin Thomas, Ryder Cup guy, clubhouse guy. Um, you know, he is the guy who just represents uh, Ryder Cup-ish, Ryder Cup-ness. Uh, so if he is out, who is going to replace him and be alongside Jordan Spieth? And I hope you guys are thinking of the same person that I am thinking. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Fleetwood? <laughs> How? What? <laughs> no, no, no. An American. Oh. Good point. My guy. <laughs> Did that just happen? I I had to th I was like Tom Kim? <laughs> Tom Kim. I thought he was talking about Tom Kim for a second there too and I had to be like wait a minute, you know he's on the South Korean team, right? Like hmm. um, What just well, happened? Someone someone who has been on a Ryder Cup team before and someone who has fallen by the wayside not making past Ryder Cup teams in the past couple uh Ryder Cup teams. But has now showed his uh, has made his resurgence into the tour, and is also very good friends with Jordan Spieth. He's part of that whole. Oh, group. Ricky! Boom! Mm. I, that's the only suitable replacement for Justin Thomas. That is my take right there. That's the only suitable mm -hmm. replacement. I mean, I think Ricky makes it now. I think Ricky makes it. Um... I could, you know, we will be doing a Ryder Cup preview. Show. Well, we'll be doing a lot of Ryder Cup stuff coming up. Um, I wouldn't mind if he played, if Spieth ended up playing four ball, you know, the four ball or the all shot, the best ball or the all shot. I wouldn't mind him playing with like a Brooks Kepka style, which is Brooks is going to hit it a mile out there. And then you play to Jordan's strengths, which is ball striking and, Pot it, you know, you you play to his strengths on that side. But I do think him and Ricky, they're just like it's kind of like back in the day when Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed used to play together, and then Patrick Reed became, you know, dumb fuck Patrick Reed. 
and got replaced by Justin Thomas and now JT. The problem is I understand. I I'm go I'm not going back on my statement be where I don't think he should make the team. Justin Thomas all time in the Ryder Cup is five one to no. Like he's 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 kind of a badass. Like he's kind of filthy. And in that tournament, uh, in the in France when it was a massacre of the U.S., he was actually only he was the only one that played well. He I think he was three. And, I think he was two and one or three and zero oh or something like that. Like he, he, he was better than that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was sick. So it's like I I I just need him to win this week so that or at the Wyndham so that way we can just put it to bed and it's like okay you're in you know so. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind JT, JT pulling it off because he is just, he is, he could be our version of Ian Poulter where like he is just garbage during the year and the Ryder cup comes around and boom, or the president's cup comes around and boom. Um, I, I will be very interested. I gotta, I want to look at the Ryder cup standings right now too, because I know. So the European side, the live players are not allowed in. Really? Yes, uh, because they are not members of the PGA of Europe. If you gave up, if you went to live, you gave up your European tour status. So you're not allowed to play on the Ryder Cup because you have to be an active member of the European tour, which they give proxy. So like, for example, Rory is technically a, a member of the European tour. He's really on the PGA tour. But because I think he does four events or six events a year over there, they they say he's a member. Um, but uh, yeah, the live guys are not. Which Brooks Kepka is, and he will one hundred percent. He 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 will probably be the only guy in the Ryder Cup from from live. But um, I I I am solely in the fact that Taylor Gooch cannot be on the Ryder Cup team because of what he said after that freaking event in uh, uh, in New Jersey where he was like, yeah, this feels just like a Ryder Cup to me. And Pat Perez, DJ, and Patrick Reed just laughed in his face. was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now, Taylor Gooch? This is not like a Ryder Cup. Yeah, and Taylor Gooch has not been in a Ryder Cup, so he would not know. But who does Brian Harmon get paired with? Because it looks like right now he's going to automatically, I, I know we're going to be doing PG Ryder Cup. You know who they're going to do it with? You know, who, who, for, who they should do it with is Scotty Scheffler because that's the ultimate tall and small right there. Scotty's yeah. like six foot five, you know, Brian's five, seven. They should absolutely do that. You know who they're going to pair him with? Wendy. Uh, no. And it's going to be like, do I do, do I have to root for these guys? Uh, like I, I will root for Brian. One hit wonders. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to root for Wendy. I don't. Wendy's making it. He won the USO. I don't. I don't want him on the team. <laughs> Brian Harmon has earned his stripes. He's been around for a long time. He's won a few tournaments. Well, do you guys know how filthy of an amateur career Brian Harmon had? Like and he was unbelievable as an really? amateur. Yeah. Let me pull him up. Yeah, no, he had an unbelievable amateur career, college career. And then at the beginning of his professional career, he was really good, too. Where did he play in college? Georgia, where all the Georgia guys play. <laughs> go, go, go dogs. Uh, go dogs. Burr, 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 burr. It's, a, it's a bummer can... bubble up there. Huh? <laughs> it's a bummer bubble going to Georgia. I know, he's right? A, it makes what I think of when I think of the, the Georgia golf. I think of Really? Bubble. Yeah. 
Just Bubba? Yeah. Just Bubba. Oh, dude. I think, I mean, Kevin Kisner went there. Keith, yeah. no. Did Keith Mitchell go? No, I don't think Keith Mitchell went there. He might have gone there. Uh, Harris English went there, who's, you know, Harris English is, he's just Harry. He's whatever. Um, so many, like, Sepp Straka like so went there. Chris Kirk went there. Like, so many good golfers. Patrick Reed went there for a year and then got booted off the team for cheating. <laughs> so many good players went there. Don't just think of Bubba. I know. I, I mean, I guess just, like, major winners, like, just think of Bubba. But but anyway, Baharman, he's, he's, he's my number one guy now there. Harmon? In college, Harmon was a three-time second-team All-American at the University of Georgia. Uh, he also won the yearly award for the highest grade point average three times. Nerd. Smart man. Smart man. Nerd. Nerd. Wow. <laughs> Nerd alert. In 2003, Harmon won the U.S. Junior Amateur. He won the Players Amateur in 2005 and the Porter Cup in 2007, where he wore, wore, uh, shot a tournament record 22 under par. Wow. Um, Harmon played on the winning 2005-2009 Walker Cup and the 2007 Palmer Cup. Yeah, that's a pretty good amateur career, Brendan. I'm glad you brought that up. That is quite the uh, resume. As... Mm-hmm. I I mean, hey, I just wish he would have went to the Northeast Amateur one time so we could have saw him at Wani. Uh, that would have been great. Wow. Brendan, you, mm-hmm. you have the story where... At the Traveler's Championship, you, you ran into him at a, at a bar or restaurant, but you, you barely knew who he was because he, he's the most unrecognizable guy, the most average-looking guy. No, that was someone else, right? No, that was someone else. Oh, I thought it was I had the one where I ran into Shane Lowry at a bar, and it was just oh, like I, he was, yeah. No, no, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Brian Harmon because you had to you went back out and, and had to look at the name in the bag or something along those lines. No, Kevin Streelman. That was Kevin, Kevin Streelman. Oh, Streelman. Right. Yeah, Another... And then, so that was at the Heritage and uh, he ended up a couple weeks later at the Travelers, like coming in second place. Right. Okay. That's, so he missed that's the cut. Good. He was at the Heritage. He missed the cut. He was sit- like, legitimately, he was sitting at the bar by himself, watching the watching the Heritage. And like, I went out, and then I looked back at the bag, and I was like, oh, Kevin Streelman, interesting. Um, and like a couple weeks later, yeah, he went and went and finished second place at the Travelers. So yeah, kind of crazy. I, I, I was thinking because I, I saw a tweet about I think uh, it was a quote from Harmon saying like how much money he he's won on on tour but like he's he also never gets recognized when he's out. Yeah. I mean now he's won over thirty three. I think it's thirty two million dollars or thirty three million dollars. Like he's a uh, unbelievable. Well, yeah. I mean it's it's an unbelievable. Also, of course, to Brian Harmon. I know part of my take did this, but MegaCorp, um, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable name of a sponsor just to have on your hat. Yeah, what do they do? What's their their legit their their like supply chain logistics and everything like that? Great. It's like CJ Logistics, baby. <laughs> One day someone from South Korea is gonna listen to this podcast. And they're gonna be like, these guys. I don't want Megacore. I want CJ Logistics. That's my logistics. I think I want both though. I think I want both. I think I want Megacorp and I want CJ anybody who will give me a hat. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I will be, I will be, I will be. 
I will do unspeakable things for a free hat. We could have like Hormel corned beef hash like sponsor us, and I'm wearing that bad boy. Oh, God. No. Okay. (laughs) Hell yeah. There was a guy who was was sponsored by Taco Bell who used to, uh, uh, you know, who was in the 90s, used to play. He played against Nick Faldo at the the Open Championship, and he had Taco Bell on his bag. Unbelievable. I want the, yeah, I want the Happy Gilmore Subway sponsor. That'd be a good one. Subway across the hat. That would no be a good what, one. No matter what, our our slogan would be like, yeah, we're about to go duff up some tacos or duff up some, you know, yeah. anything. D- duffing up a $5 foot long. Well, now <laughs> now it's, you know, due to inflation, it's like a seven fifty. Boy, boy, oh. do they get you. <laughs> I, I know the price. I, I go for it every time. I'm like $5 foot long. Come out, it's like $20. It's a $10 foot long. Man. I'm just getting totally, a tuna. I just totally get a no tuna. different. Yeah, but hell, hell of a herbs and Italian herbs and cheese bread. Have you, it. I will say, have you had the rosemary parmesan bread from uh, uh, from oh, Jersey, Jersey Mike's? Mike's? Oh man, it, no, uh, dude, it Jersey Mike's is, shame. is in its own in its own league. That place is elite. I would love that sponsorship. Oh, Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Mike's. We'd be. I'd get so fat again. Like I would be a balloon. It, it worth. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. I did so good on my diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look great. But the sponsorship. I know, right? It's like <laughs> we're sponsoring you and we're giving you millions of dollars, but you have to become you a balloon. Put, can't put a BMI. But you have to become the Michelin man again. A BMI price on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Hey, you oh. guys a little little tidbit since Mikey's not here. A uh, little tidbit about Timmy's tidbits. Said- Timmy's tidbits. Yeah, it sounds better. Uh, that sounds better than Mikey's tidbits. Well, ro- ro. Uh, no, no, tidbits. I'm not trying. No, no shot. He's listening to this, but I'm not trying to steal your thunder. I would just spit up my water. <laughs> did you guys know that uh, there was a code that KFC had on their Twitter? And Brian just said herbs and spices, herbs and spices. Uh, this mm. made me think of it. But something wild. KFC account, their Twitter account, only followed 11 people. And those 11 people were the five former Spice Girls and six random dudes named Herb. Herb. And so uh, it's a reference to their secret blend of 11 herbs and spices in the original Colonel Sanders uh, recipe for his fried chicken. Can you believe that? It was pretty funny. Imagine being one of the herbs. <laughs> right. Imagine oh, being one of the herbs. Hey, because you know, still, you know, it's oh all old God. guys too. You know, yeah. it's got to be old guys. Uh, he's like, great KFC following me. No kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a single tweet or like just. Yeah. Imagine being an herb. It's like uh, Herb Johnson from Cincinnati, Ohio, who accidentally is- made the Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> he thought it was Facebook. Yeah. So it's Herb Sendek, who's the basketball head basketball coach at Santa Clara. Herb Alpert, that just sounds like a that that he's a that's, he's a trumpetist. Interesting. Wow. Tr- trumpetist, that's the word. Trumpist, that's, trumpist. Trump- how about how about a uh, a piano player, a penis? I hate a that. Pianist. P- pianist. I, yeah, but you pronounce it. Penis, pianist. No, you pronounced it pianist. Pian- no, pianist. I don't know. Pianist. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's penis. Yeah, they do follow Victoria Beckham. They do follow. They do follow. 
Brennan, say that again. They follow the Spice Girls in six herbs. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Uh, Brennan, say pianist again. It's funny when you say it. Pianist? (laughs) Hold on. This is going down the drain. I need... It's pianist. Nice. Pianist. Pianist. (laughs) Jesus. Pianist. Pianist. Hey, go in, go into go into a crowded uh like airport and and say that out loud and and play the game play the pianist game. Yeah, just <laughs> just looking for <laughs> someone to play piano. Pianist. 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 I don't anyway. understand why no one wants to sponsor us. This is gold. <laughs> this is comedy. This is this is showbiz, baby. We're on where, the are the, where are the six herbs? I mean, the six herbs. Yeah, if we get a podcast with all the herbs on here, the spice we're never getting the spices. We we can ju- we're never getting the spices. But if we get all six herbs, we might be able to get the spices. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could get one herb to be on this? Who just like randomly be like, "Why are you on this podcast?" Well, well, I play like, golf once a week. Whatever. Let's well, do six six weeks in a row where we have every single <laughs> herb. Oh. And the Spice Girls. Do you think KFC that would that would get KFC to notice us? One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I would wear KFC on the on the cap. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Anyway, Brandon, we gotta get herb on. We gotta get herb. We One gotta get them. a herb. We gotta get a herb. Oh, that would be awesome. We gotta introduce them, and oh, that would be great. Mm. What a, what a um, title. But boys, what I mean, a great week at the Open Championship. Uh, it does show, I will say, the one thing I like the most about Lynx Golf, it does show you need to have a very well-rounded game. And that is, that's how golf should be played. It's not just if you can bomb at 350 yards, even though we all know Brian can, and he does a great job. You need the finesse. And now Brian's got that too. So he's just going to go out and, you know, win the win the yeah. Open Championship next year catch, for us. Catch me. Catch me the next major for sure. <laughs> but but yeah, point. I just think I I you know especially in those elements you need to have, and it's one thing I do not have that knockdown the knockdown a nine the knockdown eight the knockdown wedges keeping that as low as possible. Did you guys see Cameron Young's like three wood one day? I think it was on Sunday. Like he hit a three wood, and I swear to God, it may have gotten ten feet in the air. That's about it. That's about it. Just went. It was unbelievable. Well, I saw uh, someone rock a uh, a like a, uh, a fence. Who was that? That uh, was so Gary Woodland. Absolutely Gary destroyed Woodland. that fence. Rocked a metal fence. Yeah, he was trying to go up and over from a different fairway, and boy, did that not work out. I was like, one of us, one of us. That was pretty awesome. I've hit plenty of fences in my day, but it was right. it was like a a, a hollow uh, metal metal like uh, barrier, and it was like tunk. It was awesome. It was perfect. And the one thing we all got that we wanted, boys, we got an absolute meltdown from Tyrrell Hatton when he yes. put not one but two balls off the tee into the internal out of bounds, which by the way, just absolutely ruined people's days on Friday and Saturday. I mean, sorry, Thursday and Friday, just ruined people's days. Ricky did the same thing. Tyrrell Hatton just getting a nine and, and just, just cursing the world after he shot that. Adam Scott did the same thing, put the first one way out of bounds. 
and then put overcompensated with the one he might but he might have turned 90 degrees to the left and hit it that way and uh that kind of ruined his round because he was in my lineup and I was mm-hmm. watching him tightly and yeah uh, but yeah Brennan, Brennan that did that was a nice element to the uh to the and, and 17 ruined people's lives ruined days absolutely did- Tommy Fleetwood on Sunday ruined him absolutely ruined him which is did, sad. Uh- I saw a video. Uh, I don't know. Was it this open that Shane Lowry snapped the club over his neck? Oh yeah, that was that here. Was, yep. Yeah. He shot. That, I mean, he, he shot like six over, seven over on the lap on dude, Friday he, and missed the cut. He made, he made that look easy. He, he basically uh, just held a, it around his neck and it just snapped over the back of his neck. That was incredible. He's a very large uh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be crying. I'd probably have metal shards in my neck. I'd be, I'd be DNF. <laughs> yeah. Withdraw. WD oh, yeah. for sure. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm. No, that's what it's. It's fun to see uh, professional golfers struggle because it's it makes them human. Exactly. I mean, usually we get that at the U.S. Open, but because of the elements this year, we got it a lot more in 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 Liverpool, and it was it was it was quite nice. It was nice. I liked it. Um, but boys, I mean, big not you know. The tournament this week, the 3M Open. We got another tournament after that for the Wyndham, and then we're uh, we're into the FedEx Cup. But shout out our friends over at Safe Par Golf. Shout out the boys. They're uh, they're on the grounds this week in Minnesota, in inside their, the ropes. Their neck of the woods. They are inside the ropes. I'm very jealous of them. Yeah, uh, right saw, yeah they were like, well, well, they're 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 like, can you do that for the for the RBC Heritage? I'm like, I tried. They they said no. <laughs> no. Yeah, as gonna say it is. Yeah, that that would be a cool collab of getting being able to do it. Um, let's see, pull some strings on that end. But I love I love uh because I know Dom Dom especially loves the three M Open, and uh, I love to see that the things are working out for them over there because it's like Dom's Super Bowl. I know I know Derek too loves it, but I I just spoke more more with Dom about it and. It's like Dom. The three M is like Brendan's heritage. Oh yeah, like it's it's that's just perfect. Home homeboys, homeboys in the ropes. Pretty and sweet. Dom, yeah, no Dom Dom in there. Imagine Dom Dom inside the ropes drinking drinking some Celsius just to just enjoy. Yeah, him. he's definitely you know he's drinking. We got him on the the high noon kick. Oh boy, <laughs> RIP his wallet because those things are amazing, but they are pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry for. Uh, getting you on the high noon train but it's hard hard to get off that it is um, it very refreshing much is. <laughs> but um no that this is fantastic i hope them the best are they there uh all all weekend yes i believe they so are. yep cool. they did a big collab with uh i think it was trap uh, i forget who it was i think it was trap golf but i'm not sure if it was them or not that's mm. good for them that'll be a cool week something to tune into mm-hmm. then then what's coming up after that i mean and the end of the, the major season till Augusta next next year. So I mean we got the Ryder Cup obviously. We got the but... Ryder Cup. The FedEx Cup. I mean the FedEx Cup playoffs are always great too. But yeah, no, the big with the Ryder Cup coming this year, it's gonna be a big one. And it's in Europe. It's in Italy. It's gonna be crazy. Crazy. Car carbo load, excited. baby. Yep. What gotta course, gotta course win one on European soil. I don't. They haven't done it since I think the nineteen nineties, maybe the eighties. We're due. We, we are them. due. The 
who do you think is going to win? One prediction. The FedEx Cup. Oh. Oh, Not the Ryder Cup. Scotty. I'm going to go Rory. He won it last year, though. I don't know if he can go back to back. He wins zero majors. He loves winning Ryder Cups. I think he's already won three. You mean FedEx Cups? That's he's won a lot of Ryder Cups. To be fair, Rory's won a lot of Ryder Cups too. <laughs> he will. That's my guess. Sky Scheffler, gotta be a close second. Brian, don't maybe Sun Jay in. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, yeah, yeah. I think around there, or um, no, I, I think those are probably safe, safe to bets. Too early to tell. Mm-hmm. John Rom. John Rom could do it as well. Um, but a guy who will 100% be in my lineup that week is Xander Shoffley because he plays East Lake like no other human. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he's just got to make it within the top 25. Is he in the top 25? Oh, yeah. Top I think third, he's like, I think he's like, yeah, I think he's like seventh or eighth right now in the FedEx Cup. Well, there you go. Yeah. He could win it. He could. He very well could. All right, boys. As always, great talking to you. What a what a great what a great way to end. Uh, uh, unfortunate, a great experience of watching it, but just not what I want. Not what I wanted from the last major because we had such a great one last year with Rory and and Cam Smith and Cameron Young making a big run at the end of it too last year. But mm, congrats to Brian Harmon because I do. Really, really enjoy watching him play, even though he waggles the absolute living daylights out of every single shot. Yeah, yeah, your nay on the waggle count. Uh, that was well, it didn't work when they did it the first time, so I'm a nay on it. <laughs> yeah, get, get your get it sorted out, get it uh tip top shape, then come talk to us. Then exactly there, exactly. Nay on the waggle, nay on the waggle. How about the wiggle? <laughs> <laughs> Always 10 times out of 10, I'm wiggling. Good. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We really do appreciate it. Get on out there, duff it up, baby. Do whatever you want, but go play some golf. Play better, Brendan. I can't wait till you go back and listen to all I've said for the first time because you couldn't hear me any of the other times. Brutal. Brutal.